your presence is here. And God, I just want to take a moment and thank you for what you're going to do in each of our hearts. Lord, seal the word in, in us tonight, Lord. Forgive us of any sin. Lord, remove every distraction. In Jesus' name, amen. And everybody said amen, amen. All right, John chapter number 16. If you weren't with us last month, we started a series called Roads. Somebody say Roads. Roads. And we talked the highway of, oh, man. Let's try this again. Highway of holiness. Tonight we're going to talk about the road of endurance. Somebody say the road of endurance. John chapter number 16, verse 31 starts with, Jesus asked, do you finally believe? But the time is coming, indeed, it's here now, when you will be scattered, each one going his own way, leaving me alone. Yet I am not alone because the Father is with me. I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Somebody say, peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows. In the world, you will have trouble. Another translation says, but I bring you my peace, that where I am, you will also be, in this translation says, but take heart because I have overcome the world. I have overcome the trials and the sorrows that you're going to face. If you haven't already, you are going to face something difficult in your life. I'm going to say it again. If you haven't already yet, you are going to face something difficult in your life, a trial, a tribulation, a time, as Samantha was talking about, that you're going to be given a decision to make a choice, God's way or your way. And it's so much better His way, as we talked about. When we are on God's path, trials and sorrows will come. In the world, you will have trouble, but take heart because I have overcome the world. That's the promise that Jesus gives all of us as believers. Isaiah 48, 17 says, This is what the Lord says, Your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord your God who teaches you what is good for you and leads you along the, the paths you should follow. Last month we talked about Psalm 23. Just roll on with me. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside, say it with me, still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell, somebody say it with me, in the house of the Lord forever. If you're walking in God's way, the road won't always be easy. Right, Brother Steve? It won't always be easy. In fact, most of the time it won't be easy. It won't be easy. No one ever said it was going to be a smooth ride on God's road. You're going to have some potholes. You're going to have some places where you're just unsure. You will face trouble. You will face trials. But no, but <clears throat> Know this, that God is working endurance in you, and walking in his way requires that endurance to build. Brother James said it like this in James 1, 2 through 4. Dear brothers and sisters, dear passion youth, 
when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. What? You're telling me to get excited about something that's going bad in my life? Really? Go back. When troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. Wow. How often do we have great joy when something's going wrong? Not really, right? Not us. But what does he say? For you know that when your faith is tested, your what? Endurance has a chance to grow. Somebody say, I want my endurance to grow. I want my endurance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing what? Nothing. Count it all joy. Come on. When you face the trials and the tribulation of this life. First Peter 1, Peter said it like this. He said, so be truly glad. There is wonderful joy ahead, even though you must endure many trials for a little while. These trials will show that your faith is genuine. It is, be, it is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. Though your faith is far more precious than mere gold, so when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. Can I get an amen there? Keep going. You love him. I knew I had some more. You love him even though you have never seen him, and though you do not see him now, you trust him, and you rejoice with a glorious, inexpressible joy. The reward for trusting him will be the salvation of your soul. At the end of the road, there's a destination you're coming to, and that's the salvation of your soul. Are you on the road of endurance today? And I love Paul. Paul said it like this. He said, in Romans, we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials. There it is again. Be happy. When I run into trials, what? For we know that they help us develop endurance. Man. And endurance develops strength of character. And character strengthens our confident hope in what? Salvation. Man, man, man. And this hope will not lead to disappointment. For we know how dearly God loves us because he's given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. Stay right there. Some of you, some of us, you've been filled with a lot of disappointment in your life. And maybe you walked in here tonight feeling that disappointment. You're carrying it. I pray tonight that you lay it on the, on the altar of Jesus. Come on, he, he, the hope is not going to lead to disappointment. This is, this is real hope. The world would give you hope in other things, but his hope is true hope. His hope is the real stuff. And when you're going through something, come on, remember, following Jesus is about carrying a cross. It's about a suffering that you're going to walk through. It's about building endurance. It's not about it's going to be easy, and I'm going to get every blessing that comes my way. God's going to put you through something. He's going to test your faith. And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Amen. 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 Our generation has a problem with waiting on anything. 
We want instant rice. We want instant mashed potatoes. Brother Carlos, we want instant soup. We want instant coffee, instant tea, instant messaging, Instagram. You name it, we could probably get it instantly. All of it. It's instant. Whenever I want it, right now. You get an itch, you go get it right now. We don't know nothing about waiting on something. You pray about something, you think God ought to answer you in 10 minutes. God is testing your faith. He's testing your endurance because he's trying to build some character in you that you need. And when difficulty comes, it's easier to quit and even give up, give up on relying on God. Luke chapter number 9, verse 23, it says this, Then he said to the crowd, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Somebody say, give up my own way. Take up your cross daily and follow me. Jesus bids us to come and walk the road of suffering and endurance tonight. He's asking you to walk down the road, as we talked about last week, of holiness, and he's asking you to walk down the road of endurance. I began to think about people in my life, particularly my grandmother. I've been talking to her a lot this week about different situations she had and faced over the years, and I can tell you the woman has lost more people in her life than I've ever seen or known before. I walked through every one of the deaths with her, her firstborn, or her, really it was her adopted son, but her, her first son passed away. Two months later, her baby girl passed away. Six months later, her husband passed away. Three years later, her other son passed away. The only person that is left in her life is my dad and our family. And I watched this woman, and every time something happened, to God be the glory. And you're like, what? You're blown away. And people ask her often, well, how do you have the strength to even stand up? How do you have the strength to even, even you know, believe in God anymore? And I can tell you there's a hope in the salvation that doesn't bring disappointment because she knows my Redeemer lives, and if my Redeemer lives, there's hope on the other side. There's an endurance. There's a strength that comes in that, that our generation does know nothing about because we haven't faced those things. But God is going to put us all through something to test your faith. And I'm here to warn you tonight to let you know it's coming. Don't be surprised. And I go back to my original verse, begin to just smile about it. Rejoice when it comes because you know he's doing something. You know he's building in your life something greater than you can imagine. Hebrews 12, 1 through 6, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to life of faith. Let me just explain this. So you look at all the different people in your life that, that, that's this crowd of witnesses, your mom, your dad, this church, different ones. And we're looking around in this in, in crowd of witnesses to life of faith. Let us strip off every weight that slows us down. Especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with what? Endurance, the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus. I want you to write that down. Keep your eyes on Jesus. If you talk to my grandmother, I got my eyes on Jesus. I got my eyes on Jesus. And I'm talking to him every day. Let me go ahead and add that in there. That woman will pray and pray and pray. And you know what she told me today? If you don't pray, you don't stay, son. If you don't pray, you don't stay. How many's heard that before? Show of hands real quick. If you don't pray, you don't stay. 
You have got to pray. Write that down. Pray. If I don't pray, I don't stay in the house or on the road that he wants me on. The champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he what? He endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. After all, you have not yet given your lives in your struggle against sin. And have you forgotten the encouraging words God spoke to you as his children? He said, my child, don't make light of the Lord's discipline. And don't give up when he corrects you. For the Lord disciplines those he loves. And he punishes each one each one he accepts as his child. Don't neglect the Lord's discipline. Don't get mad when he disciplines and he corrects. And then in Hebrews 10, let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm. For God can be trusted to keep his promises. Somebody say this with me. God can be trusted. There are many people in your life that you're going to have a lot of distrust with. And maybe you're walking through that right now. You don't trust nobody. You can trust God. You can trust him. He's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He wants to reign in your life. He wants you to give your heart to him wholeheartedly and hold tightly to this faith without wavering. For he can be trusted to keep his promise. What promise? The promise of salvation. The promise that awaits us. Heaven. Heaven awaits us. You can go to the next one. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. I want to just stop for a minute and and tell a, a, a personal story. Uh, I want you to throw that picture up, uh, Emily, real quick. Everybody see me right there? I want you to look at the date real quick. That's 12-24-2009. That's almost 10 years ago. This is my Aunt Shelly. This is one of the uh, daughters I was talking about, my grandmother. This is her daughter she lost. And Shelly, um, you may not can tell from the picture, but Shelly had a rough life. Um, Shelly was like a sister to me. Her real name was Donna Michelle Barksdale. And uh, we all called her Shelly. And forgive me if I, at some point, tear up a little bit because this is a real, real personal. I don't think I've ever shared this in a sermon before or anything like that. Uh, Shelly, about seven months old, uh, they diagnosed her as she couldn't hear as deaf. And all of her life, she could not hear what other people were saying. And so, um, as you can imagine, you know, that's a difficult thing already. And then, uh, at some point, she de developed glaucoma. I don't know if anybody knows what glaucoma is, but it's she had glaucoma in both her eyes. It's, it causes pressure in your eyes and even causes lots of people to have blindness. So, she had these thick, thick glasses, as you can see in the picture there. She had pretty thick glasses because she could hardly see. Uh, I remember as a young boy, we learned sign language. Um, so can you hold this real quick? Just can you hold it like right there? So how are you doing?
today. Jesus loves you. And she would do this number, and this, this actually means I love you. And growing up, this was a common thing in my family. I love you. Not like this, okay? Not like, like that, okay? But like this. Everybody do this real quick. Just do this. Two fingers down. Just like that. I love you. I love you. That was sign language for I love you. And I grew up seeing that. And, and you know, I can remember just the sweetest moments. Shelly couldn't hear what we were saying, but she was reading our lips, and she would get engaged in the conversation and start talking. And, you know, she didn't know and couldn't make sounds because... But she'd get excited. Man, she'd get in there. And I remember one day, Carlos, we was talking about somebody in the family or whatever. And she ran to the back and got pictures and was showing just, just different memories. She knew what we were saying, but she couldn't, she couldn't verbally talk and, and do that. We began to be able to read her lips, and we, all, we often sign language, did sign language with her. And so I grew up doing this. This was part of the, my way of life was Shelly was always home. She was always where I was at. And she was a sister to me. Although she was my aunt and older, she, she rocked me as a baby and everything. She was a sister to me. And in this picture, this is about the time um, I asked my grandmother today to remind me because it, it's, it's been a while, but it's, it's you know, I, I don't know all the details. But at about, you know, 2009, 2010, she developed, well, first of all, she fell, okay, and she hurt her leg and they did surgery on her leg. After they did surgery on her leg, long story short, she developed a Parkinson. Anybody know what Parkinson's disease is? Anybody heard of that before? A lot of, a lot of older folks get Parkinson's disease, and eventually, you know, that's what, you know, causes them to pass away. And so she developed this, and she's, you know, in her early 30s when this happens, right? And um, so I remember, um, I remember her, getting that, and uh, I'm asking my grandmother about that season because I remember lots of details, but then I'm, I miss some details, and my memory's just kind of you know, meshing a little bit, and, and I, remember, uh, I remember her, and as she progressively got worse, um, and, and everything that she had, blindness, deafness, all of that kind of worked together. Now, let me say this. Let me back up. So she made it to her early 30s, right? She graduated high school, okay? She didn't go get a job or anything because they, they, my mom, you know, it, it was just a lot of different things that is, it was hard. But she did work some, I think, and she did a lot of crafts. Uh, I remember, uh, anybody heard of it? Is it a TTD? Is that what it's called? It's a, it's a typer where you can type, and we, we, would, we would type to one another when those first come out. I mean, how cool was that to be able to talk? Like, and, and I'm, I'm looking at the, what she's typing, and then they had this little thing you get on the phone, Brennan, and you could talk to her, and somebody else's voice was on there, and I was talking to this voice, and they were typing back to her. This is just, like, cool things I remember growing up, like how we communicated. And um, so anyway, you know, what intrigued me about Shelly is that she loved the Lord. And I was thinking about this the other day. After all she had been through, after all that she had been through, and I'm not saying there weren't times she did she had, I mean, I watched her. She, I was like a sister to her. She was a sister to me. Um, I, I saw her have her good days and her bad days, but for the most part, she believed God was going to heal her. To the day she died, she knew God was going to heal me. And she would say, God's going to heal me. 
God's bringing my healing this year. And she typed to people when first Facebook first came out. She typed to people, I'm going to get my healing this, this, this year. And she believed that. She prayed, and I remember watching her pray. And, and y'all, I'm not trying to make fun of her, but it was like watching her pray. She's moving her lips, and, and sound is coming out of her mouth, and she's praying. Man, and I'm like, I'm looking back now, and I'm like, what are we doing? All the things she went through, and yet we struggle with praying. We struggle with reading our Bible. I'm not saying she was like every day. I'm not saying she was perfect. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even going to. But what I'm saying is there was an endurance there. There was something that God put inside of her. And look, I've often asked God, why, God? Why? Why, Lord? Why didn't you heal her? Why couldn't we, you know, from the day I, w- I was born all the way up until the day she passed away, I believe one day I, she was going to be able to talk like me and you. I believe she was going to get married. I believe everything like that. And you know what? Disappointment set in at some point. But I'm my, my grandma, boy, I'll tell you what, thank God for grandma. And it don't matter. If God heals her here or whenever he heals her, I know my Redeemer lives. I know he's going to heal her on the other side if it's not here in this earth. And that was the hope that she had. Now, let me say this. I want to show that next picture. So just so you you could see, this is her. My brother sent me this. April 26, 2010. This was two years before she, she passed away. I'm alive and get a good report. She went to the doctor. And her, in her words, I'm alive and I get a good report. Hey, April 16th before that, hey, I'm alive and Jesus is my healer. Boy, that ought to stir your spirit. April 3rd, I'm so happy today because I get better in every day and I love my Lord. I got to tell you, there's something there that our generation's got to pick up. Our generation's got to grab and hold tight to the, to the, to the, to the faith that God's going to come through. And even if he doesn't, I'm still going to serve him. Even if I don't see the miracle on this side of, of, of glory, I'm going to see it in heaven. I'm going to see it. I've never done this before, I promise. We did it one other time. As I say, I've never done it, and then we did it one other time. But I'm going to share something with you very, very personal that has helped me, helped me so much. Toward the end of Shelly's life, Shelly passed away two days before Sam and I were married. It was January the 3rd, 2012. We were married on the 5th. We started to cancel our wedding because just the she passed away, and two days later, we were, we were planning on getting, but we didn't. Mama said, go ahead. She would want you. And so I remember as Parkinson's just took her life, she would come and sit. Now, I'm not the greatest piano player, but I would go and I'd practice. Jordan, I'd practice at home, and I, 
I just be dabbling. I mean, I don't even know what I, and sometimes I'm like, let me find this chord. I really like this chord. Let me put it with this chord. And I was just kind of playing around. And she comes sat down. She brought her walker and she sat down and she was just watching me. I knew she was there, Brother Steve, but I was, I was focused here. And, and I remember her, Jordan. She got a piece of paper and she put it right in front of me. She said, sing my song. Play my song. And I'm looking on a piece of paper and, brother, I'm like, what, what song is this? I wish I had a picture of the piece of paper. It said, I'm living, I'm loving I'm leaning. I'm living, I'm loving, I'm leaning. I began to tinker around on the keyboard, and I found some chords that I thought would go with it, and I began to sing just, I'm living, I'm loving, I'm leaning, all over and over and over and over, and then became this part, because he cares for me. I began to think about this, and I said, you know what? Shelly hadn't been able to talk all her life, but I'm going to give this a voice. I'm going to tell about her endurance one day. I'm going to tell about her endurance. I'm going to tell. And so I began to kind of tinker with this song. And, guys, this ain't a full-blown song, but this is what I came up with. I'm living, I'm loving, I'm leaning. I'm living, I'm loving, I'm leaning. See, if you could hear Shelly sing tonight, I believe she sounded even better than what I'm sounding. Because he cares for me. Because he cares for me. And that was the way she lived. What does that mean? I'm living, I'm loving, I'm living. I'm living for God. I'm loving on others and God, and I'm leaning on him for everything. That's what she tell you today. When the storms of life come and the difficulty comes, I'm living, I'm loving, and I'm leaning. That's all I have to do is, is live for him, love him, serve him, lean on him. Because he cares for you. A few days, days go by, maybe, I don't know. At some point, me and my brothers... We would sing this over and over, and then, then this verse came. I'm trusting, I'm depending on Jesus. Oh, I'm trusting, I'm depending on him because he cares for me. Oh, because he cares for me feel that today? Can you feel that? The day of her funeral, you just really can't have two verses. They wanted us to sing this because we sang it over and over. I'm talking about two hours before we're about to do this. My brothers and I come up with this last part. No sorrow, no hurting, no weeping, no sorrow, no hurting, no weeping, because I am with him, because I am with him. I promise y'all, I don't have no idea how to write songs. 
But that was birthed out of a heart of a deaf lady who had a struggle all of her life. And she came to tell you tonight, you need to get on the road of endurance. She came to tell you to trust in him. No matter what comes your way, no matter what troubles you face, no matter how many people disappoint you, no matter how many people let you down, no matter how many doctors tell you, no, you can't be healed, no matter what, God is in control. And even if he doesn't, he's still in control. And I'm still going to live for him. I'm going to endure to the end because I'm going to see him. I'm going to see him. And though the sorrow that I have on this earth, I won't have sorrow anymore when I'm over there with him. Now, I know I'm excited, but I got to tell you, Shelly came to tell you all a message tonight. Shelly came to tell you that he loves you. I want you to put the worship setting on. I want you to get Defender ready. I really prayed. I'm like, God, are you sure? I had something else totally planned for tonight. Honestly, I was going to preach about something else. And the Lord began to work on me toward the end of the week about endurance. And, and then this just bellowed. I'm like, Lord, are you sure you want me to tell him about Shelly? I mean, that's kind of personal, Lord. Really, Lord, they gonna, you know, I mean, this, the song, what's this going to do for anybody? But you know what he told me? Just tell them. So somebody in here tonight, somebody tonight needs to hear this. You need to live for God with all your heart. You walked into this building tonight and people have let you down. Disappointments happen. Trouble has come your way. But if you put your trust in Jesus, if you put your trust in Jesus and you stand, just stand. Stand and live for him. You might walk into heaven on a stroller with a, with a little thing behind doing this number, but you're going to get there and guess what? You're going to have a glorified body. A body that ain't going to have no tears. It ain't going to have no problems. She'll be able to see and hear and talk. I want you to stand up and I want you to close your eyes. I'm just going to open the altars up for anybody that just wants to pray for God to give you endurance like that. If you need to talk to one of the youth leaders, just grab one of them, take them to the side, or get right there where they're at. They'll be right here in the front with us. But I want us to really pray tonight and really say, God, give me that endurance that no matter comes my way, no matter what life has in store, you're in control. You've got it, Lord. You've got all the decisions that I need to make. You've got the answers. I open this up right now. I open these altars up right now for anybody. Come on. Let's pray. In an attitude of prayer, let's just pray all across the room for anybody that needs to hear his voice tonight. Jesus.